Sister Linda's homegoing celebration. We got so many uh, people talking about how Christ Temple North people handled it well and how the from security on down to our ladies that done everything, but that's what we're trained to do here. And uh, I love that that uh, our people get that kind of a that kind of a report. First Peter five, and I think eight, starting there someplace. And uh, uh, I wasn't going to read that until this morning. One of the things that we have to be careful of, the devil uses people. And he, he can, you have to be careful where you at and how you act and react. Because he uses people, and he uses people who don't even know that that's the devil. And uh, they handled a couple situations here yesterday that nobody knew about, but the security handled it, you see, because people don't know, you see. The mouth is the first thing he uses, is that mouth, you see. So he uses that because he wants to use that mouth to distract you from doing what you have to do, right. you see. And so we want to make sure that we understand that because sometimes you have to ignore that devil. Because like I say, as you pray for them, because they don't know they're the devil, you see. But he uses that. But then there are some people that the devil can't touch. That's right. All right? And you hear it all the time is uh, they'll thank you boasting. I'll say it this way so don't get anybody in trouble. Uh, Satan can't touch me. You see, but he uses the ignorant people to try to get to you. That's right. But I laugh at him when he comes because they're the lesser people. And he's trying to use them, but he can't touch me. Now, touch me. And you're going to figure out there's some of you in here. What does that scripture say? What version? I'm going to read from the message. King James. King James. Yeah. You see, because you want to know this. I put this up here this morning before church started to go in with the message that we're going to do today. Go ahead, please. He says, be sober, be vigilant, uh -huh. because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now here, we're going to stop right there. Listen to, what does that say? The devil goes around seeking who he may devour, right? Say, Pastor, what does that mean? He can't devour everybody. That's right. He gets the weak ones. You see, so, the, yeah, he can't get everybody. So you ain't boasting when you say that, no, the devil ain't, you can't get to me. That's right. Yeah, because, you see, but he will try to get. So if the devil is used, he'll use you, he gets to you. And if he allows somebody that's using, okay, him to get to you. But we don't allow, well, should some of them come in there with the devil in them, you see the way they walk in the church. But anyway, but see, oh yeah, oh yeah, come on. if you wanted them, just say amen, Lord, pray for me. But see, you see, but you want to get yourself in the position. And it's, that's why these households are falling apart. And like I said, you'd like to uh, uh, to, now I want to talk to the men. The men in here, most of the men here, especially our security guys, they've been working with me, and we've been doing two classes in the mornings and one in the evenings, and they're working themselves to be strong men. Now, yeah, yeah. 
And so this morning, you know, now I done the old folks thing. The, the uh, go up, take the dogs out, get the newspaper. <laughs> you see, and we put this message together two weeks ago because Trevor was gone, if you remember, and so which we switched the message to fit the people who's going to be there. So we done this way beyond. So when I picked up the message this morning, here's what I mean. Excuse me, the paper this morning, front page. American men's are working less, getting married in fewer numbers, they're gathering few children, they're suffering with more anxiety and depression, they are engaged in more substance abuse. Many men in this country are in a crisis and the ranks are swelling. There was a time when they wouldn't attack men and see the problem. In this church, we want men to be God men, not just men. You see? You see? So what happens is the church, especially some of the older ones, they come out, they haven't changed anything. That's just me, that old attitude. You know, I'm always on old folks. Got the same old thing. No. They would hide then. The church would allow men to hide. That's why you have churches that are full of people in positions that are hellions, deacons and uh, ministers and all that stuff. We don't do all that in here, you see, because uh, the church was attacking mostly preaching to the women. A family fails because of the man, period, because he put men, God put men in charge, you see. Not to be abusive, not to be, but he put him in charge, right? That's right. And, and he had Adam in charge, right? Yes. And uh, the thing with Eve, Eve got blamed for Adam's irresponsibility. That's right. Because he should have handled that, right? And so, but in this church, we want our men to become spiritual men. And they're doing good. We have to say these men are doing good, and that's why you all brought, they're doing good in here, you see? We can call them up and ask them to do stuff, and they're right on it. But so we wanted to talk about, this is about two weeks ago, is what we got to do, men and women, we're talking about, you got to get your head right. Got to get your head right. Who's in your head? Come on. And the last person needs to be in your head is you. That's right. Right? You got to get out of your head. You see, people say all the time, I got to find myself. And that's a... When I found myself, I'm like, I don't want to be get rid of that self. <laughs> yeah, we, we ain't trying to find self, right? We don't, we're not, we're, what we're trying to do is to get it right. So the problem is, now this is for everybody in the church. The thing of it is, is churches are getting less people in churches. And uh, uh, fortunately, uh, people are not. We do good because we have as many people by on live stream and do, who support the church financially even from Johnson County to Florida to, uh, to Texas, they, they financially support the church, and we're grateful for those people who do that. Yeah, and they, you know, they moved. But so what, what, they have, what they've done is they felt something in this church to help them in their life. And so everything we're going to talk about today is for you as an individual. Who's in your head? Your first thing when you get born again, and that's what we've been talking about, being born again, not a church goer, 
but a born-again Christian. A lot of folks that are in church aren't saved. Yeah, they go to church, they write, they Baptist, not saved. Methodist, not saved. But when you saved, your attitude is the attitude of Christ. If you're not acting and responding like Christ, then you ain't born again. Because when you're born again, listen to here, for the uh, uh, proverb says, so was a man think of in his heart, so is he. And I'm going to say that, so is a woman think of in his heart, so is she. Counselor's doing everything she can to help us to get it together. You see, all of you should be in those classes to get it together because it's an individual thing. It's an individual thing. When you are born again, remember, the first thing that's going to change is your heart and your mind. And she's trying to get us to watch, to start thinking. Some of you have been abused and beat down and misused by family members as, as, as you're older. Some probably now by husbands or wives. You're calling your names and telling you ain't this and that all of this kind of thing, and if you're not careful, it is breaks you down, it breaks you down mentally. That's right. And that's why we have to be born again. She calls it self-care. You know, self, some people don't have good self-care because they don't care anything about themselves. That's, right. that's what she's trying to tell us. If you don't care anything about yourself, you need self-care. And a lot of people get taught self-care. When you get taught self-care, then you'll take care of yourself. Because the Bible says, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul, and thy spirit. And then it says, love your neighbor as yourself. So it starts out, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. A person that doesn't love themselves can't love their neighbor. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? And see, and so we have to become real about this because there are people that, listen to me, there are people that are your relatives, but they shouldn't be your family. Because a lot of times those people that are, and you could be one of those, that they would say that about you. <laughs> yeah, right. But they're, they're, you see, but that, well, we got to know the difference. There are people here, church members, and then there are church members, and then there's some people here uh, in the body of Christ. They're saved in the body of Christ. And then there's some are here are family. Yeah, they're, they're real family. And so uh, to do that, you see, and I've said it, and people think I'm joking. There's some folks, when I see them walk in the door, I'm like, there don't be nothing like that dude. Because the way he carries himself, or she carries herself, she can't, they can't, I don't want them carrying me like that. That's right. Are you understanding? And so what we're going to do in here is we want everybody to take inventory of yourself. When I'm speaking, and I see people sitting here, and I know you're thinking about somebody, you the same one. <laughs> yeah, there's somebody thinks the same thing to you that you think of them, and everybody in here has hurt somebody, ran off at the mouth, and said something that they shouldn't have said. So, you know, but here's the problem. One day it's going to come back at you. That's right. You see, I know a young man that turned his, his kids against their mother. And every time uh, uh, the kids would do something, uh, they, they were right. And uh, this is a true story. And then they, they, of course, they got divorced. They split up. And uh, he got the kids, we go to him, and oh, he let them talk bad about the mother, this or that. And that same individual now, his own kids won't even talk to him. Because once they grew up and saw who he really was, they left him. And guess what he's going to miss? 
being a grandpa. They're not going to fool around with him. You see? You understand what I'm saying? So I'm trying to get us to understand in here, it's, this is on you. Who are you? Is the devil getting you? And then some of you know the devil's in your mouth. So keep your mouth shut. Don't even talk. Yeah, 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 because he uses your mouth. Teach. Keep your mouth shut. Teach. You see, because you'll say something that'll cause you to get trouble. You see? And so, you know, uh, you, you see, so we, we got that down straight? And see, when you learn this, then young ladies and young men and grandmas, and gra then you can teach your sons and daughters who they need to be. Because some of you in here, can I go and tell the truth? Some of you mothers in here know that you've done double time because the person that was in your life didn't take the responsibility. It bothers me every time when I see something on TV, okay, when they're talking about uh, this young lady's talking about, I got four kids and I needed this and needed that. And I'm like, where's daddy? You see? Now, I'm going to say something most pastors won't say, but I'll say it. I don't care if you divorce. You can divorce each other, but you can't divorce the kids. That's right. You see? You see? And so to do that, we have to go back to the Bible. And so we got to change our way of thinking, men. What I just read to y'all, that was from the newspaper. If the world knows it, you would think the church ought to know it. That's right. You see? And it's a crisis for men. And so what we want to do here is man up. We want to man up. We ain't concerned about who's sitting where and who's coming into church, who's looking. We focus on the message because it's time to man up. That's right. And because, see, we don't want to be an old fool because ain't no fool worse than an old fool. <laughs> you Amen. see what I'm saying? So we got, we got to grow. We got to really grow up. So I'm only talking to the older people, so y'all don't need to look around. If you're old, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. You see, so, oh, yeah. All right? And. And my security is at you anyway. They want to toss a couple of you out here. You don't know who they are. But, oh, yeah. All right. Uh, so we say, so as a man think of in his heart, so is he. So when somebody talks about you, look at this. When they talk about you bad, that's what's in their heart. That's what they think of themselves. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's what they think of themselves. Yeah. Because, you see, and that's what happens. You see, and so many of you, and ladies, listen to me, so many of you have been beaten down and bruised and wounded by what somebody else thinks in their heart, and they put it on you. Are y'all with me? You see? But the good man, the good ones will help you grow. And I ain't talking about husband and wife, period. Husband and wife, they want you to grow. That's right. They want you to grow and develop into the woman that God would have you to be, the daughter God would have you to be. Right. And so, yes, pastor is hard on men because for years, can I say it? In the black church, you see, the men ran everything and women, and some of them wouldn't even let you in the pulpit. That's a fact, you see. And I, I blame that on the women. They taking your tides. All right, so, but not in this church. We don't want any insecure. After today, you don't let anybody. Satan comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. You, he wants to steal your joy. He wants to destroy your self-esteem. Right. He wants to do all of those things, men and women. Some women are the worst thing that ever happened to some men. You see? The, uh, Viola Davis is one of my favorite actors. 
And I told somebody once, she's not pretty, she's beautiful. And they said, what do you mean? I said, I know a whole bunch of pretty folk that ain't beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, beauty. Trump got in trouble with beauty, didn't he? Uh, with pretty. Yeah, he got in trouble with pretty. Beauty starts where? On the inside and works its way out. Do you understand? I just think she's as beautiful in her act, right? She would never win a, she would never win a contest. But who she is inside makes her a beautiful, beautiful lady. You see? So we, we in here, there's no insecure in Christ Temple North. And don't be an agent of the devil tearing other people down or trying to watch yourself. So as a man think of in his heart, so is he. Do you know how to change things? Let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus. That's right. When you get born again, your mind changes. That's Philippians 2 and 5. If your mind ain't changing, then you ain't born again. Because now you got the mind of Christ. You can't have the mind of Christ and not take on your responsibility. That's right. Christ's responsibility was to go to Calvary, right? We're getting ready to celebrate Easter, right? Did he not suffer in that garden three times and say, Father, if there's another way, let this cup pass, let it pass? Yes, he said that. It's in the Bible, right? Yeah, you see what I'm saying? But he suffered because he knew that responsibility his heavenly father put on him. God so loved the world. I'll be saying this next week. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Did he give him? Didn't say his son went. Said he gave him. You see, so his responsibility was from his father telling him that he was going to be the sacrificial lamb for some no good folk. That's right. That's right. Sacrificial lamb means sacrifice for their sins, right? That's right. And so what, but he was obedient, okay? So what we're going to do, we've got to learn in here that we have to be sacrificed. We have to make, come on here, we have to sacrifice ourselves. We have to sacrifice ourselves from our calling. All right, everybody look at me. All you folks that are husbands, that's a sacrifice. That's right. A Christian husband, that's a sacrifice. Ask me how I know. Because we're the head of the house. Like Christ is the head of the church. And he gave himself for the church. That's right. I don't know if I'm going to be that dude. <laughs> he died for the church. That's right. Because he took the position. If he took the position... All right, women submit to your husbands, and women get all upset when they say submit to your husband. It's easy to submit to a guy to die for you. That's right. That's right. You understand what I'm talking about? Amen. You see, it's hard if it's not in this arena. Right? And so, what we're doing is if your mind is right, no matter what your position is in life, you're able to do it because God's called you to do it. That's right. You see, you understand what I'm saying? You, I tell you all all the time is, your sister Gwen and I have been 53 years. First 10 years, if she would have been me, I'd have divorced. Yeah? And you, everybody's doing this. What y'all ought to be saying is, thank God that she stayed because I'm up here. Amen. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Because personally, the last thing I want to do is being a pastor and deal with a bunch of knuckleheads and said it to God until he tried to kill me. He was going to kill me. 
And, and at the church, no, this is true. Y'all laughing. This is right. true. And Sister Gwen will tell you, Marvin has been knowing me for years. I said, I didn't want to be bothered with a, and I used the N-word then because it was but the church I came out of my life. Oh, yeah, I did. Come on here. That's right. Come on here. I used that word. I'll be bothered with that. So I've always said, because of the commitment that it would take to be a pastor, that's the last thing I want to be doing because I'm not a people guy. You see, I'm a coach. And I can't stand to see weak-minded, feeble people not taking care of business. That's right. All right? But God, I, when I got saved, stay with me, when I got saved, my heart changed. So the way I started thinking about the ministry changed, and then the mind of Christ gave me the wisdom to be able to teach other people how Christ would have them to live. That's right. Amen. Amen. All right? I've done it a long time, but we thought it was going to be short, but go ahead and we'll read through this is Psalms 143 and 7, and this is where we're at. Now, let me tell you something, folks. Look at Pastor and hear what he's saying. You're going to have some difficult times emotionally. I don't care who you are. You're going to have some stress. You're going to have some anxiety. Say, Pastor, what are you saying? It was in the paper today, but it's been in here for over 2,000 years. All right. It's been in it. It, it tells us that even there's going to be some depressions. It's going to be some stress. And you need to know that because that's life. He didn't tell us that we'd dodge anything. He just told us we could get through these things. And so these are some quick prayers I'm going to do with uh, these different versions. This is some good teaching. You better get it. Amen. You see, we've had people in here, you know, uh, uh, some young folks, 68 yesterday, that's not an old person. You know, Brother Gogo, 61. And then those other young people were in their 20s, four of three in their 20s, 131. So you got to get this. That's right. Because you don't know when trouble's going to knock on your door. Right. There's one thing your pastor teaches you, trouble will find you. That's right. This ain't, there's no place in the Bible where it said it wouldn't. You're going to go through some things, you see. I, I'm telling you. I'm walking around, everybody thinks it's good. I got these tumors all in my spine going all up, and they're trying to figure out how to do this and do that. Yeah. But you, you know, why should pastors be sick? They should be healthy, God. They're doing your work. Life. You handle it. And you deal with it because ain't nothing you can do about it. All right, here we go. Here we go. David said in verse 7, answer me quickly, Lord, my spirit fails. Wait, hold on there. I'm talking to you. There's going to be some times, I don't care who you are, when your spirit, that's the little one, when your spirit will fail you. Nobody wants to hear that they got cancer, diabetes. Nobody wants to hear that they got a, they're going to lose a loved one. Nobody wants to hear that. And I don't care who you are. You're going, these things are going to, you live long enough, you're going to deal with these things. You see, answer me quickly, oh Lord, my spirit has failed. My spirit has failed me. There's been times in my life when I'm like, again? This is my fifth time dealing with cancer again. You see? Lord, don't let my spirit fail me. That's right. All right? The voice says, hurry and answer me, O eternal one. For my spirit is weak. My spirit my gets weak. My courage is gone. Listen to me. 
It'll happen to you. Your spirit will get weak. What do you think? Where is this thing at? Now, some of those pastors are good. I'm not criticizing. But some of them goody-goody messages, <laughs> that ain't real, folks. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes your spirit's going to be weak. And here's what's bad about it, sitting in church, when the people's spirit gets weak, they think they've done something wrong. You ain't done nothing wrong. It's just life. That's right. Uh-huh. Do not hide your face from me, or I will be like those who go oh, down to the pit. Did we do my courage is yes. gone? Yes. I've we'll been there. Again, I've been there. Courage is gone. You see? Sometimes... I don't know if you've all said it, but I've said it at a pastor. The old folks say God knows what he's doing. And they'd always say when somebody passed by, I say, eh. Sometimes he's the only one know what he's doing. That's right. Because I ain't figured this out. That's right. Are y'all with me? All right. The Passion says it this way in verse 7. Lord, come quickly and answer me, for my depression my what? deepens. My what? My depression deepens. The, even the word of God knows that we're going to have some depression. So when somebody gets depressed, we want to keep that outside the church. No, we got, it, it's in here. But the only reason we don't talk about it is because people feel guilty. Well, if I'm a child of God, then I can't be depressed. That's a lie. That's right. That's you right. see? It wouldn't be in here. He's praying. He's saying, answer me, for my depression is deepens. Have you ever been hurt so down in your spirit? And I'm going to tell you my favorite word. You keep living. That's right. All right? And he says, I'm about to give up. And been there. I'm about to give up. Satan's in your ear telling me, well, if you know if God's really with you, why are you going through that? That's right. Am I talking to anybody in here? That's right. You see? If God is really with you, why did he take so-and-so from me? You see, if God is really with me, I've done everything for my child, and why is my child acting a fool and getting incarcerated? Are you understanding what I'm talking about? It. You see, no. The Bible is real. I call it the commentary of life to help us to deal with life. You see, I love those prosperity messages. They're just so much fun. And then reality sets in. That's right. You see, there's a whole bunch of successful people that's living miserable lives. That's right. All right, here we go. He then says, don't leave me now <laughs> or I'll die. Don't leave me now or I'll die. And sometimes it's not physical death, it's spiritual death. That's right. It's emotional death. Don't leave me now or I'll die. You see? Let oh. the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. I need I need to this morning to let me know that your love is there. Do you really love me? Lord, do you really love me? And then that other ear, watch that, you get in your head and saying, well, if he loved you, you wouldn't be going to the doctor. Because Satan don't quit talking to you. Who's in your ear? You see, there's a lot of people getting in your ear, just don't let them get in your head. That's right. Say amen to that. Amen. You see, all right? He says, for I have put my trust in you. He said he's put his trust in God. All right? Show me the way I should go. Huh? For to you I entrust my life. I don't know where I'm going. How am I going to get out of this? Show me. Have you ever lived there? Some of you probably haven't, but I've been there. And the only people say amen has been there when all hell's broke loose in your life. Amen. 
Amen. And you, and you want the Lord show me which way to go. That's right. Because I have no clue which direction to take. That's right. I just got to trust you. All right. Verse 9, he says, rescue me from my enemies. And they're, they're around. Our enemy is any person that tries to tear you down in any kind of way. That's your enemy. And it don't matter what title they have. I'm talking about husband, wife, children, friend, you. Come on, come on. That's right. You see, because sometimes you, your enemy, because you allowed that to happen to you. That's right. You see? That's right. Oh, come on here with me. You're your own enemy because you allow that foolishness to go on in your life. You allow those people to talk to you that way. You see? All right. Again, he says, rescue me, Lord, for I hide myself in you. That's where I got. He's my hiding place. I hide myself in you. All right. Teach me to do your will. There you go. Because some things is your will. Teach me to do your will. You are my God. May your good spirit, Holy Spirit, lead me on level ground. Keep me on level ground. Don't let me get off balance. Don't let, don't let me do this or this. Keep no matter what happens in my life, keep me on level ground. Do you understand what I'm talking about? And some of you know what I'm talking about here this morning. Keep me on level ground. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Keep my mouth on level ground. My behavior is on level ground. Yeah, what I accept on level ground. You see? Because he knows I'll tilt. That's right. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You didn't know they had this message. And you were, you were doing okay. And you put somebody in your life. But not in this church. Keep me on level ground. Thank you. Keep me on level ground. All right. He said, for your name's sake, Lord, preserve my life. In your righteousness, bring me out of trouble. That's where it's at. I'm in trouble. I have anxiety. I'm depressed. I'm stressed out. Ain't going to place to go. Get me out of this. Get me out of this. All right. I'm going to finish, okay? Be a little longer. 10, 11, and 12 from the voice say it this way. Teach me how to do your will. That's the only thing you need to be with. Are you doing God's will? Ask yourself that. For you are my God. Come on here. Allow your good spirit to guide me on level ground. Big spirit. And allow your big spirit to do what? Guide me on level ground. Don't let me get down in the valley. Keep me on level ground. The worst things that could happen to you. Here's what pastors taught y'all. Handle your valleys and your mountains the same. Because they're both just temporary. That's right. Yeah. But no matter what goes on, keep me on level ground. That's right. You see? Won the lottery, just using this as a parable. I'm a millionaire. Keep me on level ground. That's right. Lost my job. Keep me on level ground. That's right. Had a lot of friends. Keep me on level ground. Don't have any. Keep me on level ground. That's right. I'm lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Level ground. Keep me on low level ground. Yeah. 
because then I'll just grab on to anything I can hold on to. But keep me on level ground. You see? Parents, I know you love your kids. And some of you in here know what I'm talking about. I want my kids to have more than me. Be careful. Be careful. Be careful. Keep them on level ground. All right. All right. Here we go. He says, allow your good spirit to guide me along your path for, your, for the sake of your name and the good of your reputation. Whose path are you on? I ain't trying to be like my, I never knew my father, but you know what I'm, well, don't want to be that dude. I want to walk in the path of God. That's right. That's right. You see, I don't want anybody, the worst thing some people can ever say to you, you just like your daddy. Mm. You just like your mama. No, I don't want to be like my dad and my mother. I want to be like my heavenly father in Jesus Christ and keep me on level ground. That's right. That's right. right. Again, for the sake of your name and the good of your reputation, preserve me, O eternal one. I hear you. In your righteousness, save my life from burden and misery. Save my life from burden to misery. That should be every prayer every day. That's right. Save my life from burden. It doesn't matter even if you put yourself in that position. God will bring you out of there. You know, and some, y'all love me? And some of you carrying somebody else's burden. Well, That's why you misery. That's right. That's right. What, what did our teacher tell us? Self-care. That's right. How many of you have flown in an airplane? Amen. When they come up, they tell you, put the mask on who first? Me. Even if you got a baby, put the mask on who first? That's right. That's right. They said, take care of who first? Me. Then you can help others. That's right. A person that don't take care of himself can't help nobody else. That's right. All right. Verse 12, he says, In your unfailing love, silence my enemies. Destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. Let him, he'll take care of your enemies. You know, people rob from God because vengeance is my self, the Lord. That's right. When you try to do vengeance, you rob them from God. That's right. That's right. All right, I'm about done. And lastly, Psalm 61, verse 2. I'm going to read it from the NIV, the Passion and the Amplified. He says from the NIV, From the ends of the earth I call to you. For, for who I'm calling to? I'm calling to God. Yes. I call as my heart grows faint. And this, hey, the Bible's letting you know sometimes your heart's going to go faint. Mm-hmm. Quit listening to folks that's telling you it's going to be all right all the time. That is a lie. That's right. It's never going to be right. You see, but I know where to go. There used to be a song, I go to the rock. You better know to go to the rock. That's right. That's right. See? All right. He prayed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I'm coming down here. Lead me to the rock that is higher than me. That's right. Get me out of myself. You see, here's what people try to do. Well, so-and-so just disappointed me. I had them on a pedestal. You ain't got no pedestal putting them on in the first place. And anybody who lets somebody put them on a pedestal, you crazy. You see, the only person that can lift me up on a rock is God. That's right. And I want him to put me up on a rock higher than myself. So I ain't trying to find myself. I'm trying to lose myself and leave myself and have him to put me up on a rock higher than myself because the situations and the circumstances that I got in in my life is with self. Inflicted. 
self-inflicted. And I want God to take me out of that. Put me up on a rock harder than Johnny Fields. Are y'all with me this morning? Say amen to God. All right. You see, you see, he'll do things for you because y'all know I'm humorous. God will put you up on a rock harder than yourself. I got a bunch of cowboy boots. Right. Them feet got to hurting. God said, well, better get you some. He said, don't pray, go pay, and get you something to discover. Right. Right. <laughs> you understand what I'm talking about? That's right. Yeah, I, was, I got them boots in. I was shining them boots. I was kicking. Man. Come on. But I do have every color. Oh, he's here now. <laughs> uh, you know, that's right. And looking good. Pastor. Yeah, pastor's pastor. But it don't keep them feet from hurting. Keep that's on right. going and reach. That's right. All right. Come on here. Y'all know that. Sometimes it ain't. No, God is saying, no, it ain't time for that. It's time to get rid of that. You don't need to pray. You need to fix it. Some things he can fix than some things you can fix. That's right. All right, let's go. The passion says, for no matter where I am, even when I'm far from home, and even when I'm far from home, I will cry out to you for a father's help. Sometimes, and that's a good father, mm-hmm. cry for a father's help. All right. When I'm feeble and overwhelmed by life, and it'll happen to you when I'm feeble and overwhelmed by life, guide me into your glory. Yes. When I'm feeble, that's what, that's what our teacher's been teaching us. That's right. Emotions is real. Yes. A friend of mine was very powerful, very powerful. I mean, just powerful. No other man could match him. He had something to do. And his emotions got to him, down in his soul. And he went to a garden. And he said, my soul is overwhelmed with grief. Took three guys, said, y'all stay there while I go pray. And he fought it. And he fought it until he was able. Three times they said he prayed. He prayed so he sweat blood. And he fought it until God the Father, because Jesus was in the flesh, 100 divine, 100 physical. And he fought it. And then the Holy Spirit raised him above his flesh. And then he said, not my will, but thy will be done. That's how it works. That's how it works. Yes. All right. He says, guide me into your glory where I am safe and sheltered. Guide me into your glory when I am safe and sheltered. Get up here with me. Sister Linda was suffering with all kinds of conditions. Yes, suffering. God called in the glory. That's called healing. That's called healing. You see, folks telling folks to hang on. You ain't the one. All right, last scripture. Lastly, from the Amplified. From the end of the earth, I call to you. No matter what situation I'm in, who you calling on? I call to you. When my heart is overwhelmed and weak. And it's going to happen. 
my heart's broken. It's overwhelmed and weak. And then our teacher teaches us, you got to have self-care. They can give, they can medicate you, but it won't heal you. It's temporary. It's overwhelming and weak. When something happens to you, y'all look at me. When something happens to you, grieve. That's right. Grieve. That's right. God give you tears for two things, grieving and rejoicing. There's a time for grieving. That's right. And that's when, it's when life is, your heart is overwhelmed and grief. I used to hear people say, and they'd be, and y'all been around a long time for you, well, don't cry, tell Luke, cry. That's right. You see? I don't feel like it today. I may be rejoicing tomorrow, but today I'm grieving because my heart is, uh, is overwhelming and I'm weak. That's right. You think every time pastor goes in there, I'm waiting on it. It's been two weeks. They ain't called me back to see what they're going to do. You think I'm walking around the house? Huh. God got that thing. Hey, don't, you don't want to be me. He called me for this. That's right. My ministry is to show people how to be a five-time cancer survivor. That's right. And not miss the beat. And not had any side effects. Amen. Amen. All right. And all of us should end our prayer this way. This is it. Lord, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to the rock. That, say that. Lord, lead me to the rock. Lord, lead me to the rock. That's higher than I. That is higher than I. All right. Listen to the rest of this. This is good. A rock that is too high to reach without your help. I can't get there without him. I can't get to that rock without him. So, Lord, lead me to a rock that's higher than myself. That's right. Because I can't get there without you. Are y'all with me this morning? Give God a hand clap.